Of course, rewiring your mind is actually possible. You can actually do it. You can literally reprogram your subconscious mind for lasting success. But there's a couple things that need to happen first if that's ever going to come true in your life. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjak. I'm a personal development expert with almost a decade of experience coaching people and helping their dreams come true. And we exist to help entrepreneurs come alive to their limitless possibilities. And that's exactly what you're going to learn in this show. And I'm so excited to talk about this topic today because a lot of people will take a look at rewiring their mind and think that, you know, it's not possible. They're that they are the way they are. Have you ever heard someone say that I wasn't born with confidence or I'm not a natural leader? See, those are skills that you can wire, you can learn, you can grow. You've learned how to tie your shoe, right? And in the beginning, you had to figure out how to put, you know, one thing over the other and make the little loop and pull. And I got to figure out how to teach my daughter that one day. And you fit, you, you figured out how to do it and you practiced it enough times to where now it's totally unconscious. You literally do it without thought. If you think about driving a car in the beginning, when you first got your driver's license or your driver's permit, what happened? Your mom or your dad maybe took you to a school parking lot after hours. And you would drive and you'd be like, okay, I need to make sure my seatbelt's buckled Two hands of 10 and two, check the mirrors, make sure I can see all the mirrors, take the car, take it from park. I got to turn the car on first, foot in the brake, put it in drive. Then I need to go, but I can't push down the accelerator too fast. I need to push down just the amount. And then I need to make a left turn. Okay. Left turn. I need to take a, put the left signal and I need to turn the wheel hands cross over and then drive straight. Right. And it was like all of these processes going on and you had to literally consciously think through. And that was when you were 14, 15, 16 years old. But now, however old you are, think about driving a car. Have you ever been in a situation where you're driving a car and you find yourself driving from point A to point B, you find yourself at the destination and you're like, I have no idea how I got here. And it was totally unconscious. Why is that? Because an action that you consciously chose to condition over time eventually became a habit. And this is how it works with our thoughts and our beliefs too. I love the quote, most people have a highway to pissed off and a dirt road to happiness. Now, what does that mean? Most people really easily get anxious, really easily get frustrated, really easily get overwhelmed. And the reason is because they've practiced it so many times that it becomes unconscious. It's part of their subconscious mind. It's something that they naturally do. But don't you know people that seem to find a way to be happy no matter what? Not saying no matter what, let me rephrase that. Not saying they won't have challenges, but even if they, it gets them down, they bounce back. They find a way to get back to their homeostasis, what they know is true. That might be happiness, excitement, joy, love, whatever it is. The reason is because they've rewired their mind in a different way. So when I say rewire your mind, I mean change the habitual subconscious thoughts. If most of your day is automatic, Think about it, like most, like brushing your teeth, you don't have to think about it. Putting on your shoes, you don't have to think about it. Most of your day is automatic because you practice it so many times. This thing wants to make life simpler. It doesn't want to burn as many calories. It's a survival mechanism. So it creates subconscious patterns. So you don't need to use the conscious mind to focus as much. And so we did the same thing with our emotions. If you think about, let me ask you this question, because this will tell you where you tend to live emotionally. Because once you rewire this, once you change this, all you're, all rewiring your mind is, is changing subconscious thought patterns. And most people logically understand they can do that, but they don't understand how. And don't worry, in, a co- in just a few weeks, I have an opportunity for you to learn how to do that in depth. Stay tuned for that. I'll tell you about it in a couple episodes from now. 
But all it is is rewiring your habitual subconscious thoughts, your automatic habits. And think about it like this. If your mind is wired for failure, how can you ever expect to create success? Haven't you noticed that you've been going after your dreams and trying these different things over and over and over again? And no matter what you try, it doesn't seem to work, right? Or you'll set the same goal year after year after year and that goal seems to evade you. You're trying so hard, but it doesn't happen. You wonder why that is. There's a reason for that. It's because most of what you do is automatic. It's unconscious. It's going on behind the scenes of everything. And so if we don't change this, if we don't change the way our thoughts are wired, we're going to end up having the exact same results in another year, another two years. And so let's begin the process of changing that. I want you to take a look at a couple of questions. The first is, do you tend to focus more on what you appreciate in your life or what's missing from your life? Where do you tend to live emotionally? We all do both, but where do you tend to live? Tend to focus on what's, what you appreciate in your life or what's missing from your life? What do you focus on most, just in general? Second thing, do you tend to focus more on what you can control or what you can't control? What do you tend to focus on more, what you can control or can't control? And then final question, do you tend to focus more on the past, the present, or the future? The past, the present, and the future. We all do all three of those, but where do you tend to live? What's your center of gravity? What do you go back to in times of stress? Where do you drop when you're with other people? Or where do you lift up to? And the reason I say this is because how you answer those questions is how your mind is currently wired. And so let me give you an example. This is a recipe for an emotion. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens in your life. If you are focused on what's missing from your life, you cannot sustain happiness long-term. It's literally impossible. If you focus on what's missing from your life, you cannot be happy over the long-term. Now, focusing on what's missing from your life can be a beautiful thing. It, it can be helpful for you because you want to achieve a big goal. But if you live there, if you live in focusing on what's missing from your life, then you will always feel behind, you will always feel stressed, you'll always feel overwhelmed, you'll always feel anxious, because you're consistently focused on what's missing instead of what, what beauty already exists. And so I'll give you a recipe example. If you're focused on what's missing from your life, what you cannot control in the past, what do you feel? You feel depression, you feel sadness. If you focus on what's missing from your life, what you cannot control in the present, you feel anger or frustration, right? If you focus on what's missing from your life, what you cannot control in the future, you feel anxiety, you feel worry. But if you're also, like if you take this another way, if you tend to focus on what you appreciate in your life, what you can control in the past, what do you feel? Nostalgia, appreciation. If you focus on what you appreciate in your life, what you can control in the present, you feel joy and happiness. If you focus on what you can control, what you appreciate in your life in the future, you feel excitement, right? These are all beautiful emotions. Now there is a time and a place to focus on what's missing. We just wanna see where we tend to live because where we tend to live is how you are currently wired. And if that is not serving you long-term, then we need to change our habitual thought patterns. If this is where you tend to live emotionally, and you got to ask yourself, what's the consequence of always focus on what's missing for my life? Always focusing on what I cannot control. You're going to end up in the exact same spot. And even if you do happen to achieve something, which you might, you won't be fulfilled. And so how we need to do this is we need to interrupt that pattern. We need to take a look at that whenever we're in a limited state. And again, there is a time and a place to focus on the past, but you don't want to stay in the past. There's a time and a place to focus on what's missing, but you don't want to stay there because if you stay there, you will end up living in those emotions that we just talked about. So when you notice that you're living in this frequently, what I challenge you to do is interrupt that thought pattern. Think of it like a record that's playing in your own mind. If you have a record that's playing in your own mind and you're focused consistently on those three things, what's missing, what you cannot control in the past or the future, whatever it is, 
And that's a record. That's the music that you hear. And because you've played that record for so long, even when you leave the house, you still hear that song. It's kind of like with my daughter. At the time of this recording, she's super into Frozen, right? And I hear Let It Go all day, every day. <laughs> That's like the main thing that I hear in my life is Frozen. It's always playing on repeat because I've watched it or listened to it so many times that it goes on behind the scenes. And so if you think about those emotional thought patterns as a record that's playing, if you don't scratch that record, it's going to keep on playing. But what happens if you scratch the record? If Frozen soundtrack is playing on a loop and you take a, a knife and you scratch that CD, can that play the same? No, it starts skipping. And then you start to get annoyed with it. You're like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. So you take the record off and you put a new one on. And so how can we interrupt that pattern? I'll teach you way more in depth than what we have coming up in a couple of weeks, but really simple is anything that you can do that changes your physiology, anything you can do that changes your focus, or anything you can do that changes how you talk about your challenges will instantly change the pattern that's playing in your mind. For example, if you're in a really limited state, you're focused on what's missing from your life, what you cannot control in the past, and then you go and do an extreme workout and burn off some steam, what do you typically feel after that workout? You feel different, don't you? Why? Because you scratch the pattern through physiology. You ever been in a situation where you're frustrated or upset and you're on the phone, but then your kid like interrupts you and wants a, you know, a, a snack or something like that. And the kid go and the kid's like, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, whatever it is. And, and finally you say, yes, how can I help you? And you get the kid what they, your kid, what they need. And then you go back to the phone and you're like, what was I talking about? And you don't even remember that you were upset. That's a way to change it through your focus. If you focus on something else, just like we talked about, if you focus instead on what you appreciate, that can change how you feel instantly because you trade your expectations for appreciations and everything changes in a single moment. And so if you just simply change your pattern of focus, you will feel different almost instantly. And then you can also change the words you're using to describe your situation. If you're saying, you know what, I am so overwhelmed by this, what would happen if you labeled that as I'm a wee bit perturbed? Like, do you see how just that alone changes how you feel? Because words carry power. Words can cast a spell on you. That's why they call it spelling. Words cast a spell on you. Every single word has an emotion linked to it. And whatever words you practice enough times become your truth. And when you, it becomes unconscious, it becomes part of who you are. And you, it's just like driving the car. In the beginning, you thought about it a lot because things might've been happening that were triggering that, but eventually it happened so many times that it's just something that you started to believe that that's the way life was. But if you interrupt the pattern enough times and you do what we're going to talk about next week about how to create lasting change within yourself, you can change your life instantly. It's actually incredibly easy to rewire your mind for success. You just need to change what you're focusing on, change your body, and change how you talk. And when you do that, magic can happen. But there's a secret that will make all of this easier. And I learned this from Wayne Dyer years ago, and it's live in the feelings of your wishes. When you live in the feelings of your wishes, you're actually in the process of rewiring your mind when you do that. Because the brain cannot tell the difference between what's visually imagined and what's actually real. And so when you close your eyes and you picture an ideal future, maybe it's a house, maybe it's a car, maybe it's a new kitchen, maybe it's success, maybe it's being on stage, whatever it is, and you picture that and you live as if that's done and you play make-believe in your own mind, your brain feels those emotions as if they're real. 
And if you practice that enough times, this is why successful people practice visualization. Because if you practice that enough times, you start to condition that. And those emotions are what become your default setting, your operating software. Your mind is rewired for that. So just visualizing the ideal makes it possible. But what most people do when they go into their visualization is they do it with the wrong intention. Most people visualize a slight improvement from their shitstorm. That's what most people do. And when you visualize a slight improvement from your shitstorm, it's still not that great. So you live with the exact same emotions, plus you have that feeling of, I could never do that. The goal of visualization is to play make-believe. It's to look into your own mind and say, what can I create today? It's like building Legos without a guide. You just build and you have fun. You just look at what you really want in your life. And when you do that enough times, it starts to become how you live. I literally did that with this house. I remember my best friends, Brian and Jim, were in my kitchen when I lived in Chicago. And I'm on this beautiful lake right now. It's absolutely gorgeous. And they did this with me when I was in Chicago. And I was telling them how we wanted to move to the suburbs. And, and both of them knew that that's not what I wanted. They both knew that I love nature. I love hiking. I love being outdoors. And so they challenged me on that idea. They were like, why would you limit your thinking? And I, I owe them so much for that. that. Like they helped me completely change how I feel about this because they, they interrupted my pattern. Can someone else interrupt your pattern? Absolutely. But you need to take responsibility for doing it yourself. They interrupted the pattern and say, hey, you're focusing on what you don't want. Even the words you're using to describe language, what you don't want are limiting right? It sounds like you're settling for what you don't want. And when you talk about it, your body totally changes. You're just like your shoulders sunk, physiology, right? And so they called me on this. They're like, Brad, you have loved nature for such a long time. Why would you settle for something that you don't want? And they say, what do you really want? And I was like, I want to live in this beautiful lake house. And I noticed when I said it, when I said lake house, my heart started beating faster. My shoulders went back. My eyes perked up. My, I started talking about possibility and boating and all this fun stuff. And my focus went to what could be and all the emotions and, and memories we'd create. I, I interrupted that pattern. And so each day from then go forward, I made it a two-year goal to visualize that lake house. I literally imagined backing off the dock in the boat, looking up this big hill at this gorgeous house and being on a lake and creating memories with my daughter and looking at my wife and being like, we made it. We did this. And I visualized it for a year and, and you know, nothing seemed to happen yet. And then we got noticed that this house was available almost a year to the day we closed on this. And I, we got this notice that this house was available and we went and checked it out. Our first one we checked out wasn't the right fit, but we checked out the second house we saw was this house. It's literally what I saw a year ago at the time of this recording. I lived in the feelings of my wishes and I practiced it so many times that it rewired my mind to live in the feelings that would create this success. And my whole point in bringing that up is that vision is one of the fastest ways to rewire your mind because it automatically changes all three of those things physiology, focus, and your language. When you live in the feelings of your wishes, your actual wishes, not your one step better than what's going wrong, but your actual wishes, when you play make-believe and live in that feeling, you feel totally different instantly. And then when you do that enough times, that's where it becomes an unconscious habit where that's where you live. And that's starting the process of how rewiring your mind happens. So of course it's possible. You just need to learn the tools and how to do that. We're going to cover a little bit more of that in the next couple of weeks. And then in a, in a few weeks from, from there, I'm going to give you an opportunity that will transform your entire life. 
So is rewiring your mind possible? Absolutely. If you have a hard time with this though, if you're in a place where, okay, I get this conceptually, but I have all these limiting thoughts, all these limiting patterns, all these subconscious beliefs going on behind the scenes that are holding me back. The reason you might have a hard time with it is because you are looking at changing your life through a lens of limitation. I call this an archetype. It's a way of viewing success possibility. Call it a success probability score. And if you look through, let's say you're at the eye doctor and you look at that board of letters through the wrong lens, will you ever be able to see those letters clearly? No. And so what most people are doing with rewiring their mind is they're trying to do it from a place of limitation. Accidentally, it's not your fault if you're doing that. They're doing it from a place of limitation because they're bringing everything they've known into how they view possibility in the future. And so if your archetype is set up to view success from a place of, you know what, I want to avoid failure at all costs or a place of, ah, that can never happen for me or a place of, I'm seeking certainty and I need to know how it's going to go before I take action or something like that. Or you know what? Everything I've achieved before hasn't been enough. So why would this be enough? And you're viewing life through these particular lenses and there's more lenses than that. But if you're viewing life through those lenses, it doesn't matter what you play make believe on. Your archetype is not setting you up to succeed. And so what you might need is to identify what archetype you're viewing through life, viewing your, your success and your dreams and rewiring your mind from. If you, take, if you take a look at that and you say, wow, that's not serving me, I need to change this, that can transform everything because it's like putting on a new pair of glasses where you can see that those letters clearly. And so I've now worked with over 10,000 people all over the world and I've noticed patterns, like four buckets, four archetypes that people fall into. And so I put together a quiz. It's an amazing quiz, totally free. It takes 60 seconds that will tell you exactly what your archetype is. What's the lens that you're viewing life with? And when you're viewing, if you identify that archetype and you say, wow, that's the challenge, that's what I need to rewire, then you can view your future in a completely different way instantly today. And so make sure and go take that quiz. You can find it at quizzes.bradbizjack.com. You can also find it linked up right below this. It will tell you your, your unique success archetype and it will give you a video at the end and a downloadable PDF report that will show you exactly what this archetype is, exactly what you're facing in your life, what some of your limiting beliefs might be, and what happens if we don't shift this? and then how to start the process of shifting it. We don't leave you in the dust. So go take the What's Your Unique Success Archetype Quiz right now. You can find it linked up right below this or you can find it at quizzes.bradbizjack.com. Is rewiring your mind for success possible? Yes, it's possible for literally every human on earth. So I hope you found tremendous value in this today. Stay tuned for the next couple episodes. We're going to go deeper into this topic on rewiring your subconscious mind. Thank you so much for being here today. My name is Brad Bizjack. Thanks for tuning into the Path to Mindset Mastery podcast and make sure to go there today and every day and live your life with a genuine smile on your face. I'll see you next week.